to the second episode in our series on getting unstuck when you dream of quitting every day. I am Dr. Carol Isom Barnes, leadership and change consultant of experienced leadership and host of the Career Couch with Dr. Carol and Friends, where our goal is to always support you in your career and reaching your full potential. I am returning with my friend Adanola Adashola founder of Employee Redefined on part two of the topic of getting unstuck when you dream of quitting every day. Thank you, Adanola, for returning this week to continue our conversation. Yes, happy to pick up where we left off. All right, great. Thank you. In episode one of this series, we addressed your role as a career strategist in helping high achievers, especially millennials, and we talked about generational differences in the workplace. So today we're focusing specifically on career change. Um, Adanola, what's your best success story in working with a client? I really love all of my success stories. All of my clients will tell you that I love our success I love helping them get to where they want to be. Um, But the one that comes to mind right now is one of my clients who she was in a situation where she knew she wanted to change. She was working in marketing, but in higher education and wanted to move into entertainment and marketing. And she had a little bit of a taste in entertainment in the past, but she didn't really know how to make that transition. And she dealt with a lot of self-doubt, a lot of imposter syndrome, feeling like, could she really change from marketing in higher ed to marketing in the entertainment industry? And when we met, she had a went to interviews and she would constantly get told that she was overqualified for the roles that she was applying for. And it made no sense to her because she dealt with trying to figure out if she was really qualified for the roles that she wanted. And so once we really started working together and we worked to help her really figure out how to start communicating her value, how to start really highlighting her experience in higher ed and marketing to really show people that she was ready for that opportunity. And as well as how to kind of disassociate from that marketing or from that higher ed education into the entertainment industry? How can she really start to speak their language and start to really show that she was ready and could be trusted to do the jobs that she was wanting? And so we went, or she went from, you know, being in that situation of not getting the interviews that she wanted, getting told that she was overqualified for the roles that she was interviewing for, to getting interviews at HBO, A&E, you know, so many top companies in the entertainment industry and she ultimately accepted a job at CBS. So nice. I feel like that was one of that's one of my favorite stories because she really dealt with so much self-doubt. And to see her go from that to seeing the confidence in her voice and how she talked about herself and then to getting that job that at a company that's so well known is so really remarkable. That's a great, great story. Did she I'm gathering then she overcame her experience of imposter syndrome. Absolutely. Yeah. That's one of the things that I definitely recommend because a lot of times people focus on like the strategies, like fix your resume, you know, send out that cover letter, network, network, network. But a lot of times people forget about the mindset behind the actions. And I believe that you need the right mindset and the right strategies to make the change that you want in your career. And so we really dealt with helping her really uncover what is it about her, the hard facts about her that really make her the asset that these companies need which boosted her confidence. 
Yeah, I think I think that's very valuable information because, you know, we talked about a little bit in the first episode about the psychological and the emotional impact of changing the job. And, you know, it starts from the inside, comes out. That's how you will be perceived when you go into that interview. You have that conversation and you have to be ready to take on a new job. When is it a good time to change a job or or start a new career? When you feel like it is, <laughs> I think that <laughs> I feel like at any moment where, so I can speak for myself personally, and I know this, is, I know this to be true for my clients is that you just start to have like this nagging thought that there's more out there for me. You know, like you just, I remember for myself, like I used to go to work every day thinking I can do more than this. And I didn't, honestly, I didn't even know what that more than this was, but it was just, and today I see it as like my guiding light towards where I've been able to go and where I'm going. And, and I think that's true for anyone. Like anytime you have that feeling like I can do more than this, it's like your internal alarm setting off telling you that it's time to explore other options, you know? And I don't think that you have to make a quick, abrupt leap when you feel that feeling, but I think that anytime that you start to have that feeling, it's worth not ignoring and it's worth taking the time to think about what is that more than this that I would want to do. I think that is so rich because that is so true. When when I think about it for myself, there is that internal guidance that says I can do more than this or this is not fulfilling or I'm just here because I'm getting X or it's Mm -hmm. convenient or the pay is good. And you eventually that will suffice you. But I think at some point you get to that point where just getting that paycheck is not enough. Exactly. Just the convenience of it is it, it's not enough for anyone who really is truly a high achiever. Eventually, you can stay there for a moment on that, but after a while, the money doesn't matter. Right. You know, there's that, there's that something that's inside of you that drives you to want to have more, do more, be more, and work to your fullest capacity. Exactly. So true. Yeah. And so, do you think there are times when a client comes to you and you think this is not a good time for them to make a move? So I would say that for me, I am really particular about, you know, making sure that people understand how I can work with them. And so a lot of Mm -hmm. times most people know if it's not a good fit or if if it is, if it, or if it is a good fit to leave. But what I see instead, rather than, rather than if it's a good time to leave, I often find that people themselves are having, have one foot in and one foot out. So I feel like a lot of times people feel like it's time for me to leave, but they're not really sure if they should leave. And so one of the, one of the examples that I see for that is like, maybe they want to leave, but then they're also like, well, if I get a promotion, then I'll stay. And so then they're kind of like looking for new jobs, but then they're also, you know, trying to get a promotion and feeling like if they can get that promotion, they don't really want to look for a new job. And so in that situation, I always say like, this isn't the best time. You know, like you need to decide how long are you willing to wait at your company for that X thing that you're looking for. And if, and if that doesn't happen, how long are you willing to be committed to landing that next position? Because if you're trying to do one or the other, let's say you're looking for a new job and then the job is really awesome and you're getting into the interviews, but then you're still committed to your job because you think that you can get a promotion 
for not even committed because I think you should always be committed, but you're still acting in the way to advocate for yourself to get a promotion, then you're not going to be fully invested in that interview process because you still feel like there's some part of you that wants to stay. And so I definitely recommend taking the time if you're in a situation to put yourself on a timeline. Like I'm willing to give six more months to this opportunity or at this company to see if I'm able to get the X thing that I want um, by working hard, showing up, being the excellent person that I know that I can be for this job. And then if that does not happen, then I'm going to be fully committed to doing what it takes to land a new position. And so those are the situations that I see when I'm, or I would just say this, you shouldn't do this right now because there's no sense of trying to put in all your, or trying to put in all the work to land a new job if you potentially still want to stay at your current company. Yeah. And that, that's true. And, you know, you also reminded me of something, you know, I see that all the time, not all the time, but often where someone will start, they'll, they'll be dissatisfied because they didn't get the promotion and they'll start looking for a job. They'll get the job offer and then from another company. And then when they go to give their notice, then the employers say, um, oh, well, you know, don't take the the job with our competitor will give you the promotion. Mm -hmm. And my advice has always been, you need to go ahead and take that job (laughs) that you receive externally, you know, for a lot of different reasons. And, you know, but probably the most important one is that if your company valued you in the way that you want it to be valued from the get-go, then they would have offered the promotion to you before you said you were leaving. And then secondly, um, once they know that you're a flight risk, you know, that's always in the back of their mind. So that's not positive for your career path with that organization. And, and thirdly, if you've taken the time to pursue another opportunity and you received it, it's an opportunity to start over to start fresh, to reinvent yourself with new people, new skills, new opportunity, hopefully. So I always say take that opportunity, but surprisingly, so many people will turn down the offer and stay with the company. So what what are your thoughts on that? I 100% agree. I, I, I you know, what, what, whatever floats your boat, floats your boat for some, you know, that I've seen some people say like, I want to get a new offer just to have a counter offer so I can get the promotion at my job. Yeah. But I don't think that if you have to do all of that, then you should be doing that. You know, I don't think that, like you said, like if you don't feel valued enough and you don't, you like, I feel like there's other ways to go about growth in your internal position or at your company than going outside to try to bring an offer to get the opportunity that you want inside your company. And I think that, first of all, landing a new job is hard. You know, it's a, it's, it's a, it is a commitment. It takes work to, one, apply after work, you know, to go to interviews, to do all of these things. And so I think that at the point that you decided that it was worth the work, you Absolutely. should think about why you want to stay, you know, because one, and I, and I can see how someone can run into that situation if, you know, you apply for a job and you don't really know what you're doing in your job search and then you do get a job offer and it's not really what you want and you kind of think that your, your current job is better, then maybe you're more tempted to stay at that current position. But it's like, if you felt, felt like it was so important for you to land a new position, it's worth one, doing it the right way so that when you do get a job offer, it's what you want and you feel excited about leaving because you know it's going to be something better. Uh, but I, I agree. I think when you stay after you even get a promotion, you just, 
there's just so much uncertainty. You could get passed over for projects that you would have gotten before that opportunity because they don't think that you're willing to work hard enough to stay there. Or, you know, certain things could happen um, in the culture or in the environment that ne- don't make you feel comfortable because, like you said, they feel like you're a flight risk. So I think that for me, it's like, start over, go ahead, flourish, go to the next thing and enjoy it and know that you can get the next opportunity because you got that one. Yeah, I totally agree. And what obstacles do people that get in the way, uh, do you feel when they're changing careers? Themselves. <laughs> a lot of times yeah. there's so many different and there's so many different layers of that. You know, we talked about waiting around. Like for me, it took me four months to really get serious about deciding to be 100% in my job search. You know, you know, I talked about being in the last episode, talked about wanting to land a new job or wanting to get a promotion. And I waited and waited until I just got so tired of waiting and said, I'm going to be, stop being passive. I'm going to be serious. So I think that's one thing that is the number one obstacle that happens. And then two, a lot of times people think that they have, like, there's so much bad advice on getting a new job. Like, a lot of people say, like, brush up that resume, put those keywords in there, send it off. (laughs) And a lot of times people do those things and they don't get the results that they're looking for. And in turn, their confidence starts to go down the drain because then they feel like they're not qualified enough for the job that they want or they're not good enough for it or maybe they're aiming too high. And so when in reality, it's the fact that they're their job search the wrong way. And so I would say that a lot of times people let that get in the way of them moving forward because when they're not doing the right thing, they not feel bad about themselves and think it has to do with them and their experience when it really is a problem of just not knowing how to show up as that top candidate for the jobs that you want. And so I know you mentioned putting keywords in the resume is is bad. What is bad about putting those keywords that are going to flag the database? What a, what about that is bad? Well, a couple of things. The way that I, I teach my clients to approach their job search is a lot different. You know, I teach my clients how to avoid the ATS system at, in total, you know, because I read a recent statistic that said that when you apply online, you have a one to two percent success rate. And I don't know if that's true or not. Someone said that. But, you know, I just I do know that when you do apply online, you're, I, I call it the black hole of rejection. You're just funneling that application to that black hole of abyss. And you don't really know, like, if they're reading it, what's going on, if you did say the right thing, the wrong thing. And so and that's the first thing. And the second thing is that a lot of times with this advice to just put the keywords in the resume, a lot of times people are just stuffing that resume with keywords to get attracted by the ATS system, but you're not showing value. And so I, one of the things I teach my clients is how to resonate, not recite. You know, it's really important to show that you resonate with the needs of the job description and the needs of what the company desires. But if you're just reciting keywords, then those things are always going to fall on deaf ears because it's not going to resonate. Okay. I, I, you know what? I think that that is a very, um, important piece of information that people often don't take to heart because they will look at the job description and they'll say, okay, it needs this, it needs that. And then they'll plug that into the uh, cover letter. They'll plug that into the resume just so that it gets flagged. Yeah. And, and I do think that statistic is pr- probably pretty accurate right. <laughs> in terms of, you know, in terms of what percentage of people actually get the call back and 
because I also find that usually by the time the position is posted, they already have a pretty good idea of who they're going to hire. The key is to have those relationships. And we'll talk about this when we get into the other uh, episodes. But, you know, it's important to have relationships so that you're on their radar before the position is open. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, if, if you can, you know, what advice would you give to someone who wants to change careers and they get an opportunity, but it comes with a pay cut? Especially during these times, there's a lot of people who think that they have to take a pay cut to move forward in their career. So they feel like because of the pandemic, in order to move forward, they have to settle for another position. And so to that, I say not always. Like There are ways that you can move forward in your career in a way that does not require a pay cut or does not require you to scale back. But then there are people who want more fulfillment in their career and are okay with taking a pay cut to make that happen. And so I think it's important to one, kind of see where your intentions lie, see what you believe is possible for you first before you decide that this has to happen and then decide how willing you are to take that pay cut. Like, what does that look like for you? And, and is that necessary? Like, are you willing and is it necessary? Because I think when you're asking yourself those two questions, then you're kind of looking at it from an objective place rather than feeling like you have to take that pay cut to land a new job. I think oftentimes people think taking a pay cut is taking a step backwards. And that's, I don't think that's necessarily true because if you're, uh, if you're changing careers, not, not, change, not to be confused with changing jobs in this example, but if you're changing careers, and it's hard to change careers because you're asking someone to look up the skills that you bring to the table and identifying those skills as transferable skills and in a new career. So if you're changing careers, to me, the opportunity to land that new career is greater than the risk of the pay cut. Now, sometimes recognizing that sometimes you can't afford to take a pay cut. So you have to, you know, look at that as well. But if you can't afford to take the pay cut and you have other advantages with that career change, I personally, you know, would do it. I wouldn't want to do it, Mm -hmm. but I would do it because, you know, we in our minds, we always think getting a new job or getting a new opportunity. Part of the benefit of that most of us have that set percentage, like I want X percentage over my current salary. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, it's not a good opportunity. Right. You know, but that's not necessarily true. Yeah, I think that you have to look at the full compensation package and the full opportunity as far as like what are you what are you gonna be able to gain? What kind of impact are you gonna be able to make because you accept this job? What things are you gonna learn because you accepted this job? What maybe you're gonna have more flexibility than you had at your last position, even though you're making less money, you know, so that you have more time to spend with your family. So I think it's important to look at all of those things. And I've also had clients who one have made it like for instance, I had a client who made a change from PR to HR and it was exactly where they wanted to be at a Fortune 500 company and they were making 100k before and ended up getting a job that was 85k but they ended up also getting a 10k signing bonus because they saw the value in what they can contribute to the company and then I've also had clients who made transitions into new industries and have had 
20K salary increases in their transition. So it really just depends on one, you, and then how you're seeking out those opportunities. And I think it's important, like you said, to view the whole picture of what you're gaining so that you know that even if you're taking a pay cut, you have so much more to achieve from that opportunity. Mm-hmm. So is there a set time frame for looking for a job change? And by that, I mean, if a person is looking for six months, and nothing is happening for them, then what? I've had people who look for jobs for two plus years and, and haven't had success, you know, um, and I've had people who look for six months and haven't had success. And I think that there really isn't, I think that then what is get help, <laughs> get support, like get an expert or someone who has a proven track record of achieving that same result that you're looking for. Um, but I don't think that it's like quit because you want a new job. And it's like, I couldn't imagine just, I don't, I mean, I'm personally like, I just don't quit. I don't give up. So I wouldn't just be like, it's been six months. Oh, screw it. I'm just going to stay here at this job. <laughs> and you know, maybe some people are like, maybe that happens where you just get burnt I out. Think it does happen. You, know, it's like you, you can get burnt yeah. out and then stay there for another six months. But then eventually you're like, you know what? And I actually had a new, um, I was talking to someone yesterday who that happened to. They, they had been at the same company for 13 years and they, um, they had, I asked them when were they, when, when were they interested in leaving? Like how, how long have they been feeling like they wanted to leave their company? And they said since 2016, oh my gosh, you have been unhappy for the last four years. Like how has that been? And so they told me how they had, they had been looking for a job all of 2016 and they didn't pan out. And so in 2017, they got some of the things that felt they felt was making them, that would make them more happy at their work. So they kind of put their job search, job search on the shelf. And then, you know, in the last 2019, they picked it back up. And so it totally happens where you're like, I want a new job and then it's not working out. So then you kind of start to find ways to feel more fulfilled at work. But I think that ultimately that desire to, that you, that that desire that you want a new position and that thought that you're outgrowing your your position at your current place doesn't really go away. So I think that either, I mean, one, you probably would just go back to your job and just put your job search away or decide that you really need to get a clear system or clear strategies to help you be able to make this work the right way. Yeah. I know a whole bunch of people who have been in their jobs for years and who are unfulfilled, Mm -hmm. but they stay in the job because of the lifestyle that it provides. Yes. And, you know, and they've made peace with it and happiness and satisfaction is just low on the totem pole and a particular lifestyle is high on the the total pole, you know, for them. So I I think that it does happen. It does. Yeah. I think think I don't really, I'm not always, the type of people that come to me are just like, I need it now, you know, but, um, but that does happen. Like I have a lot of family and friends who are just like, it is what it is. Like career fulfillment isn't on the top of their list. And even there are people who I talk to who, when you talk about like, why did it take so long or what happened? They just poured themselves into other avenues of their life. Like they started working out more or they started focusing on a family or they started wanting to buy a house. And so they found fulfillment in other areas to kind of appease the fact that they weren't really happy in their careers. 
Yeah, that's true. And and a lot of times when people step outside of their workplace and find fulfillment in other areas in their life, they end up engaging with other people, which causes them to network with other people, which therefore creates the opportunity that they were looking for somewhere else. Right. <laughs> so it does sometimes create a win-win. <laughs> it does. It does. Well, this information is great. I think what we determine here is that there's really no cookie cutter approach to changing careers, but we know that having a realistic grasp of what it is that you desire, knowing what you want out of a job and recognizing the real reason that you want change are some very critical first steps to jumping out there. So Adenola, please share for those of us who want to know more about changing careers, how can they contact you? Yes, so you can find me at employeeredefined.com or you can email me at adenola at employeeredefined.com. Well, please continue with your feedback. And as always, I'm Dr. Carol and I can be reached at carolalexperienceleadership.com. Thank you for joining us and don't forget to return next week with Adenola where we talk about how specifically to get unstuck. So you'll get a lot more detail about that. Adonola, thank you so much. You are so welcome. Happy to be here.